What's up, y'all? I'm so glad you're here, and I really appreciate you choosing to listen to this episode. If this is your first time tuning in, I'm Matt Algeen, and this podcast is about the idea and phrase, I'm not supposed to be here. That phrase has played such a huge part of my life, and what I've found is that it's such a polarizing term. As I started to share my life story, more and more people have expressed not only an interest, but also their own experience with this phrase. So now I'm on the journey of speaking with them to listen and to learn and hear more about these unique experiences. And today's guest has been one of my best friends for over 15 years. We met in high school and have been connected ever since. Uh, We've created countless brands, companies, ideas, and schemes over the years, uh, mainly and almost exclusively in our heads. Uh, But this dude has been instrumental in my life and honestly wouldn't be where I am today without him. He's always kept it real with me and made sure that I never fully lost who I was despite all the lows and even through all the highs. Uh, He's really been there for me through mostly everything and I'm so grateful to have him in my life. He's one of the coolest, most hardworking, resilient people that I've known and I'm excited for y'all to get to know him. Today we'll be chatting with Gabe Ocean. Uh, What's up guys, I'm here with my one of my best friends, Gabe Ocean. Um, known this dude for, for over half of my life at this point, which is crazy to say. Um, I'm very excited for you guys to meet him. He's he's one of the most talented and smartest people I know, even though you know he may not think it himself. But uh, but yeah, what's up, dude? How is it going? I'm doing great. Um, yeah. yeah, fun morning, Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. Don't know when this is coming out, but... Um, Hopefully today, but... Uh, excited, excited to do the show finally after blowing you off uh, two weeks in a row. No, you're good, man. You're a busy guy. Tell 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 everybody what you what you do and, and kind of why you've been so busy and, and all that. So yeah, hopefully my boss and nice kids doesn't listen to this, <laughs> but I uh I make sure that uh nice kicks stays cool. Um mm-hmm. we I, I came into this position as the creative director in the last year um and basically put the the wheels back on the train um mm-hmm. to make you know, it's just kind of reestablish the brand in this space. Yeah. Um, it's been a it's been a long road this last year, obviously with uh, that thing going around, <laughs> and um, yeah. So it's it's been you know uh, quite a ride. Um, yeah. At times, I've wanted to jump out of the driver's seat, but <laughs> you know. But you, but you have you have a very successful and and very uh, relevant uh, show, right? Uh, what is it? Shock drop? Yeah, shock drop. Uh, currently sponsored by eBay. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Yeah, if you need a sponsor for you know your podcast, just let me know. I can pull yeah. some strings. You know, yeah, I know. Like, I, no, I appreciate big, it. No big deal. Forget about it. <laughs> we'll talk um, about it after. Yeah, but that's good, man. Yeah, um, yeah. it's been it's been uh, it's been a treat to finally see you kind of get into the, that 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 zone of being able to do the things that you know we've been talking about doing for years and years and years and so uh so don't i'm stoked and and um very happy that you're able to to get to where you are and, and i know you're only going to get further but uh but yeah man thanks so much for being here on this podcast uh, you you and i have had countless ideas over the years and and mo- most of them fall by the wayside and never get this far so um, for it to even get to a place where we're actually talking to each other and recording yeah. it is is wild, and I, I, I'm sure it's going to be fireworks. It's been like ten years in the making, at least. 
Um, but, but yeah, dude, obviously this, this topic is something that's near and dear to my heart and, and you and I have had a million conversations over the years and, and kind of this, this topic and this idea has been, uh, relevant in, in most of them. So very excited to hear your side and, and, uh, you know, share it with the, with the people listening and, but, um, let's jump right in, man. How, awesome. how, how do you feel about the phrase? I'm not supposed to be here. I mean, you know, uh, my prepared statement that I have here, um, no, it is my life. It is my life. Um, uh, you know, just backstory. I'm a child of Nigerian immigrants. Uh, while my dad finished college, my mom did not because she was pregnant with my brother. Uh, I grew up without my dad Mm -hmm. and my oldest brother was born in Nigeria, whereas I was born in England. And then we came over here when I was about two years old. Um, and she's the she's only one of two of her siblings that are in the United States. So it's like, you know, if you could, I would say if you could count all of the grandchildren of my grandfather, mm-hmm. uh, like I would say we're probably numbered at, you know, 40 or 50 right now Whoa, to man. say that to say that I'm one of like six that are, you know, that are here right. out of 50 total is kind of is, you know, not supposed to be here uh, <laughs> as you can get. Um, yeah. And then uh, just kind of coupling that with, you know, my upbringing, you know, where I grew up in Houston mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. the space that I live in now and work in, um, it's just, you know, a constant reminder that, you know, while I still talk to people that look like me, I don't um, necessarily encounter them so much within the industry. Um, and it's just really interesting mm-hmm. to kind of run into a bunch of people that are just like, oh, I've always known that I'd be doing this since I was, mm-hmm. and I was like, I didn't know this was a job. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I still hear about crazy things to this day. Like the other yeah. day, I met a guy that, um... so yeah, just the other day, I met a guy that, is a forensic artist. This is, we're going to get a little bit off topic here, but like CSI, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So the, what they do is they go in to morgues and look at, you know, decomposed bodies uh, and they're able to draw pictures of what that, like, this is when they can't identify who the person is oh, got it, and got they it. will like, you know, learn bring the person the back to life and through, through art. Yeah. And then, and then try to find and identify these people. And I'm just like, yeah. never at any point, I was never a big CSI fan. I never, okay, listen, I'm not gonna say I wasn't a big fan. I yeah. never seen a second of it. <laughs> like, I, all I know is just the guy with the glasses that, you know, his makes one-liners. corny jokes. Yeah. Corny, don't ever, don't you ever uh, disrespect Horatio. <laughs> okay, you don't even watch, you don't even watch. Yeah, I mean, show. it's it's gotten out of the, sh- it, like, once you get out of the show, it's not corny anymore. Like, okay. as much as I hate my show, if some random person that had nothing to do with sneakers stumbled upon it, I'm like, okay, now nah, I've gotten, I've yeah, I've done something in life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So yeah, I didn't know this this profession existed. Right. Forensic artists and also creative directors of sneaker online <laughs> yeah. publications. So go hand in hand. Yeah, so it's like I'm the creator. I'm like the creative director of sneaker culture right now. It's yeah. so weird. The whole like, sneaker culture. Yeah, it's just like people look at me and they're like, "Yo, what are we doing next?" <laughs> I'm like, "Come on, guys, it's tough, man. You know, it's t- you gotta tough, yeah. you gotta let me sleep." Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's that's again like we. So 
actually uh, go back more. So t- tell b- more about your story. So you grew up in, in what part of Houston? So I grew up in uh, the great uh, area of Southwest Aleph, Texas. If you uh, look it up with those words, it's probably just going to pull up SWAT. Has nothing SWAT. To do, yeah, it has oh. nothing to do with uh you know the movie or the show yeah. or any of that i don't know if this is a kid's show or if i can curse on it but no, you're good uh, you know fuck Go. 12 because we ain't down <laughs> with that but yeah from i'm from and the crazy thing about it is growing up in a leaf and i you know i left a leaf when i went into ninth grade growing right. up in a leaf like i think what a lot of people don't understand is like there's a lot of fucking weird shit going on there that mm-hmm. we 100 think is normal as hell like yeah. at some point when I was a kid, I always tell you this is like, I thought that getting shot was just like part of life. Like yeah. I thought that at some point I was going to get shot. Somebody's mm-hmm. just going to run up on me and shoot me for whatever reason. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you come up with these little stupid ideas of how you would like avoid getting shot. Like, all right, you got to run in like a serpentine. Like no one does that. <laughs> right. um, it's like get behind something metal. Is the, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's the real thing. Yeah. That's how. Or, yeah. So matrix move. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's how you get really good at, you know, running slants. So um, as a as a youth, you know, growing up in that in that area, like I was, you know, thank God for my for my teachers growing up. Mm -hmm. They put me in, you know, these weird positions that were just like, we see that you're not, Mm -hmm. you know, you're you need to be. Stimulated in a different way. Yeah, like you have potential and like, I guess they didn't see that in other, you know, in other kids growing up because like in fifth grade, they put me in on video announcements for the school. And like, it's just so crazy to grow up. Like I had no aspiration to be on TV or, you know, work at sports center. I didn't have cable. Yeah. So, and it's just so weird to like, for that to come full circle literally 20 years later. And I'm like, I have my own video show. Yeah. you know that where i talk to four <laughs> four million people it's like yeah 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 i would love to talk to miss roba show right now and be like you know what like i don't know if <laughs> anyone else that you helped yeah went on to do anything meaningful but yeah. i'm 100 here because you you know put me in a position to do you know different things yeah, anyway for sure. um so yeah it's that i was just reading an article today about you know a leaf texas and how like 500 inmates move like former inmates move into the area on a yearly basis so yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. most people don't run most people don't come across ex-convicts on a daily mm-hmm. basis let alone mm-hmm. live next door to them so yeah that's kind of you know that's where i spent i would say a good probably the first 13 years of my life or first mm-hmm. you know a good portion of it uh, in that environment. And it was, like I said, it was very normal to me. I was kind of like rough around the edges. And, you know, luckily, things, you know, fell into place to where, you know, I could get out of that situation. Because if I, I think if I, and, you know, we, our good friend Kingsley, like came yeah. up through that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if I didn't get out of that situation, I'd be a totally different person right now. Yeah, like, I, I think sure. I was just, yeah. So from there, Moved out to, I went to another school in Houston before I moved out to uh, Cyprus. And I guess, you know, um, the powers that be were hoping to, for us to, our, our paths to cross for whatever <laughs> yeah. reason. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, we get out, we get out to Cyprus and this is when it was still like a good place and like a nice neighborhood <laughs> because yeah. it is not that way now. 
Have you been yeah. back lately? Dear no. God. No, no, no. But I mean, we talk about all the time. Of, uh, it's really I mean, like, yeah. it's really turned into like an economically disadvantaged area. Like a mm. lot of it's, it was so depressing. I went back a couple of weeks to get uh, a vaccination because yeah. uh, this is brought to, to you by Moderna. <laughs> um, what? So, yeah, they paid me to drop that in there. Yeah, let's say uh, I'm a Pfizer yeah, guy. Myself, I bring, but, yeah, uh, I bring. I bring the sponsorship deals with me. <laughs> yeah, they just so follow me. I'll be back next week. Yeah, thanks. Um, so the crazy thing is, yeah, a lot of the banks have moved out of the area. Wow. Like a lot of, and there's just a bunch wow. of like, like I call them struggle businesses. Uh-huh. There's a mm. bunch of businesses that are just like, you know, Metro PCS. Yeah. Like, you like you know no the area is bad <laughs> when you yeah you know the area is bad when they don't even have a T-Mobile they're like they have T-Mobile's little brother there like yeah you know get unlimited service for thirty five dollars a month and they put yeah. you on slow internet. <laughs> so, That's I remember I remember in that in that Kroger parking or in that Kroger shopping center right like behind the house that I used to live in uh, in high school you used to have like T-Mobile block oh blockbusters get dead anyways but but now mm-hmm. there's like cricket and there's like all these other smaller ones and I'm like wow they, but that was I mean that was even years ago so I don't even know mm-hmm. if cricket's still there yeah it's just like it's these little indicators that show you that this place is not only becoming you know sort of like economically disadvantaged but the, you know certain businesses have to post up there because that's you know what people go that's what people can afford is what people go to like yeah yeah so um like randall's got out of there yeah that's um, crazy so yeah that's, I, like you know, i remember h-e-b h-e-b was on the corner yeah h-e-b got out of there quick and they were, yeah. they were and it was it was abandoned for a long time it and then what is Mando. it yeah, isn't, it a, a, isn't it a gym now or something? I don't know. Or a Kroger or a Walgreens? I don't know. I don't, know I don't go to that intersection, uh, <laughs> you know. If I, yeah. yeah. Like, that was... I remember that being sort of a dangerous intersection. It was really big for whatever reason. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Cypress and 529. And 529. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was kind of crazy like a, right there. I mean, and that's what's crazy is that when we were when we were in high school, that was like a booming area. Like, they had Kohl's. I'm, I'm sure Kohl's is still there, but there was Kohl's. There was LA Fitness. Mm-hmm. There was, there mm-hmm. was, uh, I mean, there's a McDonald's. I mean, that that court, that intersection was thriving. You know, and fuck then, Langham, but yeah, it was, <laughs> it was popping over yeah. there. Yeah, it really was. Uh, okay, so go back a little bit more. So, so then you moved to Cyprus uh, mm-hmm. in ninth grade, in ninth grade, freshman year? Or no, I got there 10th grade, yeah. Yeah, I that's right. That's because we had, that's when we met in Miss Lancaster's. No, we were eleven. What, that, that, was oh, that was junior. Yeah, she's an English three Ms. teacher. Miss Lancaster. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Um, um, so go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, me and the host of the show, we met uh, in Miss <laughs> Lancaster's class. Uh-huh. Uh, we still need to go pull up on her and just we do. You know, I want to go in. I, I want to go in there like, <laughs> like just completely sneaking in. Uh-huh. Like maybe we do it on the first day of school. Okay. Like we just fucking go. We find where a class in and we just sit down. And she's like, wait a minute. Who are these old like, men? In yeah. There? And I'm just like You're like, oh, I'm the creative director He's like, lot. yeah. And hopefully I'm like, I'm 15 years lot. later. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with it? It's not illegal What's, now. What? Oh, okay. All right. We'll we'll cut that part out. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, dude. So so yeah, that's where we met. And then, uh, yeah, so played played football around the football team together, uh, mm-hmm. and then just became pretty close. Uh, I think we were the only cool people that had sidekicks back in the day. 
I think that's yeah. That's I'm what... trying to yeah. I'm really trying to figure out like how we how we connected. You know, it's yeah. like I mean, it's one thing to have a class with somebody. Like I've had classes with yeah. everybody. You yeah. know, yeah, my whole life. But yeah, but you know, for yeah, us to... correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you had like these. I, I don't know if they were dunks or or air. They were dub zeros. They were dub zeros. Oh, the blue ones, right? But the, the no, blue... they were white. They were black, white, black, and red. And no, one no, the day, one I'm thinking of, you had blue ones on. You had white. They, they like these aren't them. Maybe they, they were Jordan they like fragments. No, dude, I don't know. My my memory is not that good. But I remember. But that was like before we even knew about the sneaker world. But you yeah. had sneakers. But but again, back then, I don't know if that would have been the thing for us to be like. Oh, this this mm. is going to be a lifelong friend. But yeah, I don't know either. I think maybe it was just like some uh, like subconscious force of like. This, no, absolutely. This, it's just funny because I don't remember a single other person in that class. Like, <laughs> no, way, like no. maybe oh, maybe Kara, maybe Kara, because she sat in front of me. But what, that was, was, was it. Was Jackie? No, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's the same thing. Of like, there's a, yeah, I've sat in hundreds of classrooms, met thousands of people. But yeah, yeah but so and, yeah, I don't text them. Yeah, I was on the I was on a in a group chat with a bunch of guys from high school. Oh yeah, you told me it was brutal. <laughs> uh, okay, so so that was high school life, and then mm. we go. Well, no, then we kind of split ways. Uh, you go to U of H right away, right? Very briefly, yeah, yeah very so very good. briefly, and and we don't need to tell all that story. But eventually, we we get back, <laughs> uh, we get back, and we go uh, to U of H in the towers, um, mm. where that's where I feel like our friendship really started to i guess blossom or, or really take off as far as like oh shit this dude's pretty creative i'm pretty creative uh even though we you know never made anything tangible there was a lot of talking going on yeah so i think uh, well, i think what our, what really solidified our friendship like you said was the sidekick and it was like aim and it was like talking oh, to a lot right. of the same people right. and girls at the time and like we kind of like really locked in so that when you came back to houston to go yeah. to U of H, like I basically <clears throat> persuaded you to come, <laughs> right. to, you know, come like, come experience college. Like, right. you know, the best that I knew what it looked yeah. like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also I think like doing it together is also like, uh, some, there's something cool about like, oh, we can team up finally or we can like, yeah. yeah. And you know, I think that's a good point about the sidekick. Like, like it's a very small detail, but the, thinking about it now, I think that was like a little spark of like, hey, we kind of know like what's cool. And I think we've talked about it all the time. I'm like, I think being able to have that eye at, at, a, mm -hmm. at a young age, which didn't feel like anything at the time has, I mean, it's, it's, it's manifested itself in so many other parts. Uh, but yeah, so you persuaded me to go to U of H uh, and then, and then I come through and, and, and then we, we, you know, we went and got any student loan that we could <laughs> at that point, we got as much cash as possible. Yeah. And it's just and, so funny. Cause like, yeah. you know, a this was before less, a less ballsy bunch would not have done that. Like <laughs> no. Kingsley did not do that. No, but this and was before before they gave it directly to the school. This was like, yes. nope, here's here, we're gonna give you an 18 year old kid a forty thousand dollar check, and it's like, yeah. oh, cool, thank you so much. It's and then they right into your account, yeah, and you can put your mom's you live, information yeah. on here, and Anything. dude, you're good. So <laughs> that was I got thirty thousand dollars from Chase yeah. Bank. Yeah, yeah. Private loan, you mm -hmm. know, no federal stuff. Because if it's yeah. federal, they can garnish your wages. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, luckily for me, like at the end of the day, Chase just wrote the money off, and I don't yeah. own it anymore. So yeah, yeah. Um, so that was like, so you know, naturally, we just spent all of our money on 
you know, dunks and yeah, karma. I forgot moves. about this part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I like, um, okay. Yeah. I, I, I laugh because I forget, I forget about that part. And then I'm also in the back of my mind. I'm like, all right, there's a podcast that a topic we have to talk about, but this is great backstory anyways. But yeah, I think, I think that kind of leads into like, yeah, we were, sp- we were irresponsibly at, at, at the very least, like just spending money, we would go out to eat, we would go to the mall, like literally anything we wanted. And and not looking at it, like that's not a lot of money. It really isn't. At the time, a lot of Shit, money. Shit, give me 30,000 <laughs> right now. Let's go. What? Uh, but, I, told but yeah. my, I told my coworker, like, I would quit my job if I got a lump sum of $33,000. I was like, that's exactly as much as I need to go <laughs> to live do my life. For the rest know. of your life? No. I think I could, I could legitimately live off of that for a year and I would be able to put something together that I could, yeah. you know, live and Interesting. work. Good. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that, that was our life. And yeah, I think that's again, where our, our love of sneakers kind of grew and our love of, of, uh, I, th- I think creative is, is the word that keeps coming to mind of like, of like just being like, so then you bought a you bought a camera, right? That was the same time you bought a camera. Yeah. So I, no, I didn't buy a camera until I moved to Austin. So like things didn't work out at U of H because I'm just a bad. I, I got so you know like I've always had problems with authority. Like it's I, uh, I yes. you know maybe it's like the you know the dad thing going on or yeah you know it's something that I've known since at least middle school and then obviously in high school I just you can't I'm uncoachable and then getting to college like I just wasn't about like I just I at that point I really realized that I only want to do what I want to do and Mm -hmm. I can never rationalize doing something just to get somewhere else like yeah you know, it's probably worked to my disadvantage in some ways, but in other ways, I know that, I mean, I've always been proud of the work that I've wanted to do as opposed to, you know, trying to be, you know, take pride in something that I didn't originally want to do. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I bought a camera when we, when we got to UT, um, cause I saw like a bunch of stupid YouTube videos that were, you know, a bunch of YouTube, like comedians that were trying to, that was like a really, uh, so I'm I pride myself on like catching waves before they like right. wave. This is right. like before this is right before everyone wanted to be a photographer slash music video director. So like mm-hmm. I caught that wave and like while I didn't, you know, I eventually did not, you know, chose not to be like a big time music video director. Because <laughs> uh-uh. I obviously would have been. Yeah, obviously. Um no doubt. It really helped me hone a bunch of skills that I need and I am using currently in my day to day. Like I learned mm-hmm. how to, you know, I ended up getting a job with ugh, this. This story is so, so long. But, yeah, I ended up getting a camera, you know, and I was like, all right, I got a camera. I want to take pictures, learn how to take yeah. pictures. Obviously, I pick up anything. I'm the best at it. Mm-hmm. And then I... <laughs> went i started you know going out to a bunch of shows in austin because you know live music capital of the world and i was like all right i'm gonna start a rap you know hip-hop r&b blog in austin and this was the superlative correct correct you know if anybody ever is able to stumble upon that you know that'd be hilarious um (laughs) wait you're still buying the you're still buying the domain no i I finally let that go Uh, let that go yeah it was a it was a moment a bittersweet moment i still have the logo somewhere on twitter but yeah yeah, I remember that, man. Yeah, I got to to make a logo for me and everything. Like, oh, I was, that's right. I was ready. Um, but I just, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know and a lot, I could have, you know, 
whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so, so wait. Go, so, what's good? Tell the rest of the story. Yeah. So through writing and you know blogging and taking pictures, you know, I was honing these skills, and then I you know met a guy named Ian Stonebrook, who you know one of the OGs of Nice Kicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's moved on to bigger and better things now, but um, you know, got in contact with him, you know, showed him what I could do, and he was like, you know, I'll pretty much put you on to get a job in Nice Kicks. So I get a job in Nice Kicks, you know, did what I could, you know, moved on from that um uh, helped uh my girlfriend at the time open up her furniture store mm-hmm. uh you know left that because you know you know how crazy how life works and stuff like that right yeah and um hit rock bottom wait hold on before we, before we get into that rock was this you were still doing uh texture last night or the rock bottom was after before so rock bottom was the breakup oh got it not necessarily the breakup itself, but it was just like, I literally had gotten rid of everything that I had owned to mm-hmm. and, and lived with my girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And then when I got out of that relationship, like, you know, thankfully I'm not one of those guys that's like super calculated or else I would have been stuck in a position for too long. Right. Um, but like, I literally just basically kicked myself out and mm-hmm. put myself out on the street, um, mm-hmm. stayed with our, our good friend Kingsley. He was sleeping on yeah. his couch. I yeah. didn't have any money in my account. Um, I'm selling off my camera equipment just to like, you know, f- get me to, to be me. able yeah. to get a job and yeah, being able to get a job and go finding something to, you know, scrounging for food. Yeah. Uh, at this time I didn't have a, I had a car, but it didn't run well. Um, I was running, I was, uh, you know, thankfully I had a scooter, a Honda Ruckus at the time, which was, <laughs> I you know, that. it got like 40, 50 miles per gallon and it was only $3 to fill up. Like yeah. if you ever, if you ever need, need, need transportation that's faster than a bicycle, yeah. don't, don't, you know, put your masculinity to the side and go get you a Honda Ruckus because that is, you know, you can't get on the freeway, but you can ride on the feeder road. Um, that's our third sponsored. Ad, it was so, uh, yeah, that's the, that's their tagline. Uh-huh. Um, no, it really, cause like, you know, trying to put gas in a car, you have, it's like, you got to do it five right, to right, 10 right. times, you know, like, luckily sense. we're in Texas anyway. So yeah, I didn't have a job. Um, so I'm, I'm drinking milk like for mm. meals every mm. day. And, you mm. know, I'm lactose intolerant. So it's mm. like the, I'm losing weight <laughs> and, oh, you know, God. paying for it on the toilet, like, uh-huh. you know, tough stuff. Right. Luckily, you know, I get a job, but it is an overnight job and it's mm. brutal, brutal. Mm. I would never advise anyone to work overnight, mm-hmm. one. And then two, don't ever let it be manual labor right. uh, because it will wreck you. You will need sleep. You won't be able to get it. And yeah, it's really like, you know, running a car without any engine oil. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, saving is the pennies that I was making doing that. Um, we lived really close to the nice kick shop and I still had a couple of buddies that worked there. Right. So Yeezy 750 came out. I was like, man, you know, I don't really have that much money, but I'm put my name in the raffle. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys looked out for me. Shout out LaMarcus, shout out Greg, shout out, you know, Keenan, shout out Colin, shout out Mike at the time, shout out Alex Starks. Um, but those guys, they hooked me up with a pair and, you know, 
I flexed on the ground for, <laughs> you know, for the, yeah, gotcha. and immediately threw them on and eBay flipped them for $2,000. Uh-huh. You know, that's when eBay had fees that don't have fees now. No seller fees for any shoe oh or $100. <laughs> um, and they have the authentication guarantee. But anyway, so uh-huh. I did that and I was like, Kingsley, thank you so much for letting me have your couch. I know it's yeah. so embarrassing to bring girls over with some guy snoring on your couch <laughs> and like, you know, taking lactose shits while you're trying to like. Yeah, do you know, thing. Um, yeah, so I immediately find an apartment, which I still live in today, and I love this little shack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I move in with not even a bed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think the first day I got here, I bought a bed. But mm-hmm. I was really, really struggling, and now this place is, has so much clutter, it's driving me insane. Yeah. But, yeah, that was that was how I got out of that hole. And then yeah. it was at that time, I was still working overnight, stocking groceries mm-hmm. got a got a job with text from last night shout out to jane uh just worked with her yesterday she's an amazing woman she gave me a job and that kind of put me back on track right to say the least yeah okay so so that's 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 the kind of the story up until up until well not now but this that, is up until of, 2015 yeah so the story's so, like so, yeah, it's, yeah, so so, yeah yeah all right so so t- kind of taking Reeling it back into to the 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 reason for the podcast, uh, what what would you say the first time the phrase entered your life? Had it had you kind of? I mean, it kind of feels like you, overall, I'm uh, having a feeling of like, why am I here? How did I get here? That kind of thing. Um, but but can you tell me a little bit more about about maybe your thoughts on that or or what, if there was a certain time so the in crazy- that story. So the crazy thing about that is about not supposed to be here is that I never had, you know, after I said I didn't want to be a pharmacist anymore, I never had a plan as to where I was going, what I was doing. I was just doing the next thing. Yeah. I was just doing whatever came normal. And then, you know, can you, but so with that being said, and with that in mind, imagine then one day you're interviewing Steph Curry. Yeah. Like one day you're at the Super Bowl and it's just like, people ask me like, you know, what did you do to get here? And it's just like, dude, I had no idea. I just like Mm -hmm. did, I did what I could do when I wanted to do it, how I could do it as best as I could. I didn't have, I didn't plot, I didn't scheme, I didn't plan. I just like yeah. did one thing to the other, one thing to the other. And then now I have like a photo of me like dunking <laughs> and Steph Curry has the wildest explanation on the, the, the wildest expression. expression on his face. Yeah. And it's just like, bro, what, how, what happened? And I'm just yeah. like, I have yeah. no idea. Like, yeah. I have no idea. I'm at the Warriors practice facility going to Warriors games, yeah. you know, sitting in court seats, you know, in seats that I would never pay for, nor could I ever afford. Right. And you know, I'm just like here and, you know, I, you know, I, maybe I wish I was one of those guys that was like super gung ho and, you know, knew exactly what I wanted to do mm-hmm. because, you know, maybe I'd be, you know, a billionaire or something stupid, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think it's just really, you know, for me, I've just, just always just did the, the yeah. I feel like you can resonate with this thing. Cause like, mm-hmm. you know, people ask you, what were you doing before you were doing Adidas football, social media is like, Oh yeah. no supply chain rather. <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah, I was working at a gas company. 
Yeah, yeah. And I um, think that's 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 something that's like, and we've talked about this. Of like, I think if we would have been the kind of people that were gung ho and like, ah, no, we want to do this, it would have been so different from where we are now. And because I think even we've talked about it before too about like we didn't even know and you said this already but we were just not we were just not exposed to any of this like we didn't have any we still don't have any friends that we grew up with that are anywhere close to where we are not in terms of life i mean just whatever, like but, the walk of life even yeah, yeah. it's not like you're um, not in portland running into people that we went to high school with yeah you know? and and i think that's something that's very telling as far as the kind of people that you are you and i are like yeah by necessity, it wasn't like, you know what, we're just going to wing it. We're going to like bet on ourselves and like, we're going to, and that's how we got here. It was like out of necessity. That's like, I have to, I have to get an overnight job. I have to work as a teller. I have to like work as a bartender, like all these things we were doing. Literally the next thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's just, I don't know how, I don't know why, but those, those steps like got us to where we are. And so, so yeah. So, and then the Super Bowl you mentioned, we actually got to work together for the first time in our lives. Uh, mm-hmm. I was still at Adidas. You were at Nice Kicks. And uh, well, this was 2019, 2018? Um, that would have had to have been... Eight, it was Atlanta. No, right? it was 19. Yeah, 19. yeah, yeah. Oh, was, yeah. I it was, think it was 20, right 20 was Miami. Yeah, and they got canceled. Or, they, no, they, they canceled? did it. They did it. They did it. Oh, that's right. And You're then... Right, um, yeah. It, but like there, there, yeah. there was no, there was no like brand plans around it or whatever. But yeah, somehow, some way, me and Gabe started from Miss Lancaster's or the yeah, Miss Lancaster, the, the bottom. Uh, figured out a way to get in these two, these two points in life where we could actually like meet up and and work together, which is which is very wild. And I think you know, even during that trip, we it was just a surreal moment and and maybe some tears were shed just because of the of the gravity of just the situation of being like dude we we are here like this is what yeah. our lives are like what it was i think one of the things that you know they probably write movies around <laughs> mm-hmm. is like we sort of i mean in a way we connected over football when we first met but right. so for you know for us who we had like these d1 aspirations and like all this other bullshit you know for us to you know you know meet again like we had been friends throughout the whole process but for us you know our trajectory to like come together at the biggest game in the you know the (laughs) football was just like one of those moments where you're just like oh okay this is the cheesiest story ever like who (laughs) who would write it like this and it's just like nah that was real life like yeah Oh my God. It was such a, it was such an overwhelming experience just to yeah. be like, wow. Yeah. Like I actually, and like, unfortunately you weren't at that. You didn't get to go to that game, but you were at the one the year prior. Right. And it's just like, like if somebody's, you know, I have a friend that's really into football now and I'm just like, yeah, that was a pretty boring game that I went to. Yeah. He's yeah. like, Oh man, you got to go to the Super Bowl. I was like, yeah, that's probably $10,000 seat. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah. I think the whole row was like 200k. Yeah, you know all the people that they brought. But yeah, and yeah, it's 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 something special that, like, for you and I, again, like this podcast of like not supposed to be here, and that's kind of what one of the instances that I spoke about of like, and it was yeah, it was the year before that was my moment of like, what am I like? How did I get here? Like, I, I no way 
did I feel like I would ever get to that point. And so to be there was, was surreal. And then, yeah, the following year to be there with you of like my childhood, you know, best friend, best friend till we talk. Um, it's just crazy to be like, we weren't supposed to be here. No one, no one thought like coming out of, uh, of the towers at Houston and the dorms of like bullshit ideas, trying to make t-shirts, trying to make, uh, whatever we were trying to do, watching, what was it? G4 until, until the, till the, you know, we, we couldn't say awake no more. Like those dudes, like where we are now, even now, now, like it's crazy to think about, but okay. So not supposed to be here. That was, that, that's what you said your moment was. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was Steph Curry and it was the Super Bowl. Definitely yeah. those two things. Like, yeah. Um, and that, like I said, that's the first time that I really, cause we, you know, it was it was also that that Super Bowl party that Adidas threw, and it's just like right. one by one, you're seeing future Hall of Famers just yeah. like walk through, and like Pat Mahomes had just been named the MVP, oh right, like, and he walks in, yeah, and you know Aaron Judge walks in, and Aaron Rodgers walks in, and yeah, you know what's that guy's name, Chris, the defensive tackle or something, uh, Jones, I believe, Chris Jones, yeah, and. Von Miller and yeah, so it. yeah, it was just like these are people that, and it was so you know what, what was even weirder about it is just like those guys are like our age, <laughs> you know, yeah. like so, yeah. I remember seeing like Von Miller when he was like some dude out of the Dallas area, like yeah, and then uh, yeah, I actually did an interview with Von Miller after that yeah. at an Adidas thing in L.A. We never got to run that, but that was cool. Yeah. Um, Maybe he'll listen to this and then get in touch. But uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, man. And, and so that that's that's a huge part of my story and, and your story as well. I think yeah. another thing that's that I want to touch on is kind of like just the mental health aspect of it, because there mm-hmm. are a lot of things that come with with being in survival mode for so long. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's like no one should ever have to be in that mindset for, for longer than, you know, I don't know what the time frame is, but I definitely feel like you and I, and, and you can talk to, to about your experience of like, that was a way of life like that. We are, to me, I didn't know any different for a while. And, and so uh, I'm curious to see kind of your uh, details on, on mental health and how that, how you navigated through that. Um, so I would say, I had a pretty solid, you know, pretty strong, I don't do anything halfway, uh, bout with depression uh, in between. I was like, when I was working at Texas last night and I can't really pinpoint what it was that sort of sent me down that path. But um, I just remember like having a lack of motivation for things. And I kind of thought I had ADHD, which you know, I sort of, you know, I have been diagnosed with that as well, but mm-hmm. um, I remember not feel like the, the, the way that my doctor, the one who prescribed me uh, antidepressant medication, uh, this, this gets really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, he described it as like, you know, it's not that, you know, you want to kill yourself or anything or that you're planning it in any way. It's just like, yeah if you died, you'd be okay with, you'd be like, you know, okay with it. And you know, your, your highs aren't that high and your lows aren't that low. It's like, I was never in a point where I was just like bawling. I just felt extremely numb. So he puts me on this medication. I'm starting to feel better, but there are some like male side effects that are undesirable. Mm -hmm. So we try to go back to something else. 
but I don't really like, I didn't really want to dabble with that. And then yeah. I went back to the original prescription that kind of just fell off the horse, which is, and you know, if I can tell anyone, if there's any advice that I could give anyone, mm-hmm. you know, aside from my, the, the advice that I usually go to is, uh, it's probably sounds really stupid, but it's yeah. like, you can always play dumb, but you can't play smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, what you don't know you can't like pretend like you do know. Yeah. What you do know, you, you can pretend like you don't know. So like, yeah. I can, I'm always cool with somebody thinking that I'm dumber than I am. It's just like, but if somebody thinks that I'm like, I can, I can manipulate anyone if you think I'm stupid, but right. if you think that I'm smart and that is tough for me to like keep up with, cause I'm yeah. like, oh wow. Like it's only a matter of time before they figure out that I'm an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm well, I guess that's kind of like yeah, that's kind of like imposter syndrome. syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that's that's exactly how you know I felt, and I'm sure you felt like getting into these positions of like at the Super Bowl. I'm like, do these cats know that I'm an idiot? I mean, like again, I wasn't an idiot, but I I, I made this this story up into my head that like you you don't deserve to be here. Like, what did you, what have you done in your life? that you could say like, I've earned this right. And, and because I couldn't, and I just refused to, to come up with anything. I'm like, yeah, I just need to hide in the shadows and, and not make a lot of noise because yeah. Once someone's like, Oh wait, hold on, Matt, let me, let's like, well, you're you real quick. Yeah, yeah. And then let's, let's see. And let's, let's go through with the, the, the credentials, like being exposed is a, is a huge fear. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, I wouldn't say that it's irrational, like totally irrational or anything like that. I think with, you know, as it pertains to my imposter syndrome, it was just had, I mean, I guess it all boils down to overestimating the room that you're in maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, So I never, I I didn't really ever feel as though I was more, I was more concerned with, I don't know. I'll say this. I know when somebody is smarter than me. Yeah. yeah. So that is something that it's the toughest thing for me to like come to grips with. (laughs) Right. Like when I know that the person sitting across from me is like, and I have a really good friend that is this way. Yeah. Like I told you earlier. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can see it's like, you know, when you can see someone's the the wheels turning in their brain and you're like, all right, you know, catch up, please. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I hate, I hate to be that person. Um, but for the most part, in terms of like actually, you know, being in a room with, in a room where somebody in there feels like I should be in there. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, you know, a lot of times, like, I think it was funny because, the first time I met Steph Curry was like at the Curry six event. It was a big event. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of other media outlets. There's a bunch of guys asking these fucking questions. Yeah. Just so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, they're just like, you know, what do you think about the performance of this shoe? It's like nobody that's going to buy this shoe gives a, a fuck about yeah, yeah. anything <laughs> of this nature. Like yeah. no one cares. Like maybe yeah. like there are definitely guys that are going to go back and write memoirs about, shit that's like this all this technical information that you need to know but like when i said uh when i saw steph curry they asked me like something and i was like you know if you're ever in austin yeah i got you 
<laughs> and then like it was that it was at that moment he finally like just like opened up and was like yeah. oh god thank you like yeah someone who treats me like you know i'm a human and not like some you know robotic press you know pusher yeah yeah and he said that he said something there was like a story about a koi pond or something like that and i was just mm-hmm. like you know and luckily you know one of you know someone that i like to call a friend of mine nick DePaula, he's good friends with steph curry and like his mm-hmm. team and stuff like that so like right. if he ever was in austin like it's something that i can make happen so yeah um but yeah so i forgot what the question was but it's just about like like the the mental health issues and i think like something that you and i both have is confidence i think it, it's it's where it shows up that we have trouble with. I think, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like when we get together, like, I feel like, like I was like, nobody can tell us shit. And like, there's a story about a Kanye concert that, that we won't get into now, but, but I remember, I don't know if you remember, there was a book, there was like a, I think it was like, thank, thank you. You're welcome. Or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and it had all these like sayings in it that like, affirmations basically yeah yeah pretty much affirmations and i i i need to go find i'm sure i can find on the internet but but confidence was nothing we ever lacked it was just when it showed up and and yeah it's kind of funny because like that was a really weird time because we were you know living in this uh say like, <laughs> cess- yeah cesspool echo chamber <laughs> where we were treating it like our you know we lived on the 15th floor so we we thought it was a penthouse right. um but we were fucking weird back then. Yeah. Like oh, we yeah. were weird. We were kind of weird. Like when yeah. we look back at mm-hmm. photos and it's like, yeah, photos and stuff like that. We were like, I was a big, big, big early, early, early Kid Cudi fan. Like, yeah, yeah. And I remember guys used to give me shit about it at college. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. like, what is this like weird stuff? And it's so crazy because I didn't even smoke weed back then. Yeah. But like, I was like, nah, this guy fucking. I I'm sorry, but like I get this guy gets me. I get him. Yeah, I get yeah, it. The whole thing. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Started dressing like these guys, and like <laughs> yeah. as a result, it's just like started dressing like Kanye a bunch and like Pharrell, mm-hmm. and like this is like I know it's so easy to say now, but like this is like oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, yeah. yeah. When you know Cuddy was still this is like before Cuddy's second album, so he's still like a new guy in the scene. It's like knowing. Yeah. And it's the same thing like I felt about Travis Scott when he was coming up. Like when his first mm-hmm. mixtape dropped, I was like, this is the guy. And I remember yeah. telling, I told Ian Stonebrook, I told him, yo, Travis Scott is the guy. And yeah. he was like, what, really? I was like, yeah. And yeah. I mean, you see where he's at now. This is back, you know, I was listening to Al Farrell in 2011, 2012, yeah. 2012, yeah. Maybe it was 13. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, so into, and I think the the thing that we kind of discount, and I think you mentioned it, is just like having that eye for what's next. And like, right. that's one thing I've always been scared to lose. It's like, mm-hmm. it's so easy to be like, oh, that cool thing that everybody's doing right now, that's cool. Like, yeah, yeah, anyone yeah. can fucking do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, anybody can just hop on a trend and be like, this is the thing that's, you know, like, yeah, we know. Right. Um, But at that time, we were sort of like, low-key forward thinking in a way that we didn't even realize and um you know that's this kind of like this you know bleeds into a lot of things in my life it's like i've wanted to get into djing because i feel like a lot of the djs that i know great friends of mine Mm -hmm. um 
they don't really have the background that I do in terms of the shit that made me who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they kind of, they're kind of in this scene right now, but it's like, nah, I remember listening to Seeing Sounds in 2008 and stuff like that. Like, I was mm-hmm. on some different shit. And this is back when people were wearing Sperry's and all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> I was I like, wish. this would never, I was like, I never got a pair. Like, that'll never be what I'm, like, the wave that I'm on. And I was just right. like, we're getting, I'm getting, you know, limited edition vans and, you know, yeah. SB Dunk mids yeah, and we're yeah. buying, you know, these like t-shirts with hoods on them and shutter yeah. shades and we were doing all <laughs> kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. And it was just so cool because like, I think what one thing we don't really, we don't really put enough into is just the fact that like, but you know, it's so hard to be a man on an island. Yeah. So it meant that much more to have somebody like you in college and in U of H that was like, I get what you're doing and we're both fucking going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't really just, you don't really just step outside of yourself and start expressing yourself in a meaning, in a true way, unless you have like somebody sort of supporting you in that, you know? Yeah, for sure. And pushing you forward. So, yeah. And that's, that's exactly right. Like pushing each other forward. I think when we, I think now it was a, competi- it was a competition. Like it was yeah. a competition for us because we were like, I was like, I'm, I got these guns. You're like, nah, man, I got these. And I was like, damn, they don't make them in the 13th. Let me go get the Guns and Roses joint. You're like, yeah, let, yeah. let me go get like the Three Bears. The three and I was bears, like, yeah. It's just yeah. like that. It was like a friendly competition. But we yeah. were, you know, if I was out competing with everybody else in the towers, I would have just been getting trash you know jordan retro after trash jordan retro like yeah you know like and looking uh, like the other two thousand people that live there it's right lame. yeah and i think i think that's something that what i wanted to what i was trying to say earlier is is that there's something with our relationship that it it it, it does like naturally have the sense of of uh for one like security of like hey i know if i can go out on the limb like you're gonna back me up or or workshopping it with you and i'm like oh shit this is a good idea yeah. And I think we we've been able to do that, but then it stays between us, and we've never like, Correct, like been able to. We, yeah, we need. I don't know. I've always wanted us to actually be able to find the you know an idea that we were both crazy passionate about, and yeah. then like putting put in the work to do that yeah. crazy idea. And I feel like uh, you know then we could build from there. Yeah, and then it's and, really yeah. hard I, to do it yourself. I, I, I think I think it, we I think for us that part of our lives and that part of our, who we are grew really fast, but the rest of it did it. And then, so now I feel like we're trying to, trying to get on the same level of like career wise, where I think we're pretty close, if not there already Mm -hmm. to be like, all right, now we have the, the, the knowledge or Mm -hmm. uh, the know-how. Yeah. yeah, Of figuring out how to make, yeah. Oh yeah. Confidence is a huge one to make these ideas and make these dreams kind of come true, which is something I said, like in the last podcast of like, I struggle with, or used to struggle with like, I'm good. Like, do I, do I need to keep pushing in life? Because I'm already ahead. Like I've already gotten further than, you know, I feel like I would have ever gotten. So like pushing, pushing forward is scary because it comes back to the same thing of like, if I push too hard or push too, too much, someone's going to be like, okay, who is this guy pushing? Let me look at his background. Oh, wait. You don't belong here. And then like push me back down. And so I'm like, Ooh, it's like playing, playing the that game like chicken yeah chicken yeah. of like ah i need to like be be where i'm at but 
but yeah, that, that slowly goes away with time and work of being like, no, like I've, I've done the work. Like if I, if I think about it, like I've done the work or enough work to deserve to be here. Yeah. And I think it's like, you know, while I, I really, I'm jealous of people that were, you know, were able to go to the good schools and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and like, luckily I was able to go to UT, even though I didn't finish. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that I discount is my experience, especially like as it pertains to sneakers, like is my experience in mm-hmm. the game. Like there was, or, you know, in not the game, but like my experience as a youth yeah. seeing the cultural impact of Jordans in my yeah. community. Right. And so I think a lot of times there was, I was on a wave where I was like, man, I would love to work at Nike and Jordan. Cause like, this is where they do it. This is where they yeah. make this stuff that we care about. Right. And, you know, and then it, 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 it dawned on me that like, it's, it, it, although the product comes from there, the emotional attachment that, you know, the reason why somebody buys it at Foot Locker has nothing to do with what they're doing, you know, in Beaverton. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I was, when the Jordan 14s came out, this would have been 2000, no, 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 1999 mm-hmm. or 98. When the 14s came out, my oldest cousin, you know, uh, he's a the son of my dad's cousin. Mm-hmm. He got like held up at gunpoint for his Jordans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know of anybody at the Nike HQ that has that same story. So, <laughs> like when they talk about these shoes and the, you know, this, this, you know, the shoes and this culture and like all this stuff, like that's what it means to me, stuff like that. Like it means, you know, a status symbol. It's not just like this thing where you're being cool. Yeah. It's not this like weird obsession that you have. It was, it's like driving a, a low rider through, California you know what I mean like oh anyway it's a lot of there's more to it than like I'm a big Michael Jordan fan like that I don't even know if that really resonated with anybody in our space like anybody that I know growing up like it had nothing to do with Michael Jordan it was all about having culture it's all culture yeah it was a different thing it was a different thing um no man that's 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 I'm I'm again thank you so much for for doing this the the last question that I do have, because I know we could talk for hours and hours if, if I let us, but and maybe we could do a part two uh, yeah. at a different time. But um, how do you currently feel in your life uh, about the phrase "I'm not supposed to be here"? Do you do you feel like you're in a good spot now? What, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to it anymore. Yeah. You know, subscribe to this podcast, but I don't subscribe to. <laughs> I don't subscribe to the ideal anymore because I do believe that like, you know, it's just weird for people to come and tell me after the fact that like, nah, I, I could see it in you. And, yeah. or man, your man, your show is really good. Like, even yeah. though I don't like certain aspects of it and that's just because it's a work in progress and, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully I get to the point where I do like it or yeah. I do like, I'm satisfied with what I should proud, say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, particularly proud of it. Um, you know, I don't, I, I know, I just, I believe that I'm where I'm at, where I am for a reason. Like I, yeah. I like the person that I am. That's a mm-hmm. good, that's a good way to put it. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't really wish that I was, you know, anywhere else. And, you know, the rooms that I 
get into now, I can sort of command the room because I'm confident in the person that I am and knowing that it is worth everything that I think it is, you know, like yeah, at times yeah. I felt like it meant more to be able to be articulate and, you know, whatever, you know, marketing speak and all this other stuff. And like, but at the end of the day, you know, that stuff is not nearly as valuable at the end of the day yeah. as my own personal experience and the way I see things in the world. And right. like, especially with nice kicks over the past year, and I don't, I take good, I take pride in this aspect. It's just like the way we started presenting and the type of content that we were pushing out over this past year has made our competitors change the way they do things. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's just me and my social media manager that are doing mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And we're going up against conglomerates. We're going up against teams of people. And it's right. like, I'm just a graphic designer that's funny and can see shit. And yeah. I live in a section of the internet that is, you know, curating meme culture. And then I'm bringing it to sneakers and then they're days late on the joke. Yeah. So it's like, I like, don't let me get like, if anything, I'm not <laughs> supposed to be, I'm not, if anything, I'm not supposed to be here because if I was at, <laughs> like it's, it's funny because people were like well you think you're Kanye I'm like yeah I fucking think I'm Kanye like you yeah. don't like if you give me the resources and you give me the time yeah, I yeah, will make yeah. something better than what y'all you know all yeah. the shit that y'all put together like yeah. it's just you know if you say that my show sucks or my show is this that or the other and it's like yo you wake up one day and you cut your fucking camera on and you yeah. make content and let me see yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like I've done the 10,000 hours of working yeah. and putting in the time to learn shit. Like, right. yeah. there's no like there are people that can write better than me. But in this game, I don't know if there's that many people that are, I don't know if there's anybody that's funnier than me. And I don't know <laughs> if there's anyone that's more technically yeah. proficient than I am. Yeah. So, you know, if you put me in a room with a bunch of with the money, with the writer's room, with the production, with yeah. the, you know, I will y'all would cease to exist you know what i'm saying so <laughs> yeah like and i've been like trust me i've done the numbers i've looked at the analytics and all the yeah. metrics and everything like that like nice kicks is beating everybody you know hands down yeah despite the fact that i wake up team. at yeah i i get out of bed at noon and i'm like you know y'all i don't know man like People, people at brands hit me up and they're like, bro, your show, we watch it at HQ. So yeah. don't like, <laughs> you know, no, even I mean, though yeah. I talk shit about brands, even though it's like, y'all don't talk shit about brands. Y'all don't say what y'all want to say. Like, yeah. don't let me get a platform that is meaningful because, yeah. you know, I, I actually want to, I actually want to, you know, like I said, I'm not supposed to be here because I'm supposed to be even higher. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the way I wake up every day and I'm like, I'm supposed to be even higher. Yeah. My brother calls me and my brother will call me and be like, yo, I saw this dude on Nice Kicks, man. Is that your brother? He's like, oh yeah, that's what he does. Like, yeah. And that's he's true. like, oh, that's not even, and he'll say like, he'll tell you, he's like, oh, that's not, that's not even the best that he can do. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he's like, my dad, my brother has always been, I wouldn't say my brother was a father figure because like, you know, he's not, yeah, he's he's just he's just a guy. He's just a yeah. guy. Yeah. But he's one of he's he's you know, my brother's always believed in me. 
You know, right. he's always had my back and he always yeah. knew he's always known. He said when, when he was a, so he's four years older than me. Mm-hmm. And he said that when he was like six and I was two, he knew that I was like fucking smart. Yeah. And like, I got to attribute that to him. Cause I spent a lot of time. Like when you spend time with people that are older than you, you're just going to like level up yeah. to that. It's like anything, you know, if you play football, it's like, you get to a certain point where you have to go play with better competition. Yeah. Or else you're not going to elevate to any, you can't just do it in a vacuum. Yeah. Yeah, Like I was talking to my friend about the super league stuff and I'm like, I get where everybody's coming from, from with with it. But at the end of the day, that's like how the best leagues are made is when you say, y'all not good enough to play with us. You know, we're going to go play over here because (laughs) it's what they actually, you know, playing ball at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why D1 doesn't play with D2. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, and there's a reason why people want to go to D1 because that's where the talent is and that's yeah. where the money's yeah. at. So, yeah, you know, I see both sides of that. You know, I'm 100% anti-capitalist, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> you know, maybe that's I do want to see though. Messi play. Yeah, maybe I want to see Messi play Ronaldo more. I want to yeah. see Mbappe, you know, go against guys that are, you know, that are coming up, the young crew that are like, elite 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 yeah, soccer yeah, yeah. players you know what I'm saying? right and yeah. if you can't play on that level boo-hoo <laughs> yeah that, yeah uh no nah, dude i'm i'm makes total sense to me and yeah i think to, to kind of end it on this i think speaking of belief i think that's another probably a pillar of our friendship of like no matter what we've been through no matter the lows or whatever i think there's always been that belief in like no, I know who you are. Like, you know who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, pr- probably more than most people do. Like, and so I think when, when we come and we've had conversations at, at low points in our lives of like, I need to call game. Like, I know not only to like vent, but I know you'll tell me exactly what I need to hear in, in terms of cool. like, tell me who I am again, because mm-hmm. I, I, I could lose sight of that really, or I used to be able to lose sight of that really quickly. So so yeah, speaking about like being where I am now, like nah, this is fi- actually like I'm I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be now, and like it, it took me you know 32 years to get to this point of being like no, nah, I, I I know who I am, so I'm I'm good, I'm supposed to be where I'm at, and then at the same time I'm like, but I'm gonna keep going, and this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna end up being, but um, but no, nah, dude, I, again I appreciate the time. It's it's always. We don't we don't talk as much as I as I'd like, but uh, just because we're busy. But we'll get there, and, and it was good catching up. And appreciate you being on the podcast. And yeah, man, we'll we'll do this again soon. No, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure, uh, dude. Any yeah, any, yeah. any final thoughts or anything else you want to say before we uh, we end it? Uh, man, I don't know. Like, um. I'll get that. I mean, it, we, we've said a lot and, and there's a lot to digest and go through, but, yeah. uh, yeah. all right, dude, I appreciate you, man. And, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk soon. Absolutely.